Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is a very, very, very delicate, very serious time. And we have the opportunity now to speak uh, with Rabbi Raphael Shore. He is in Jerusalem. He's Israeli-Canadian, or Canadian-Israeli, originally from London, Ontario. And uh, Rabbi Shore is also one of the most highly respected and acclaimed documentary, film documentary producers and film writers. And he founded Open Door Media, that's O-P-E-N-D-O-R Media, Open Door Media, Media for the Jewish Future, opendoormedia.org. And uh, Rabbi Shore joins us on the Roy Green Show from Jerusalem. Rabbi, thank you so much for the time. Uh, what's the? How would you describe the mood in? I think this is important. How would you describe the mood of people in Israel in Jerusalem two weeks after that horrific attack? Oh, that's a great question, Roy. First of all, thank you very much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure. Um, the mood here, it is a fascinating thing to observe. We have gone in Israel from a state of complete depression 12 days ago to a state of incredible unity that hasn't been felt in this country for a long, long time because there's been a lot of confusion, just like in America, in Israel also, there was a lot of confusion on how to deal with the terrorists and the problems that we face in security here. And what happened was that the atrocity that the Hamas Palestinians uh, uh, accomplished was so beyond anything that anybody imagined that it unified everybody with a determination that we need to destroy Hamas, that we need to destroy this Palestinian entity whose goal, stated goal is genocide. And as a result, the, 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 the people have come together in a, in, a, in a very, it's almost spiritual, it's almost a spiritual kind of unity and um, a very strong sense of optimism that we are going to now do what we probably should have done quite a long time ago, and that is to try to create security for our, for our citizens and try to deal a mortal blow to one of the strongest forces of evil in the world. Something like um, the mood that I encountered in the United States after 9-11, uh, there was this real sense of unity and determination in the U.S., and it trans. Fire. What's the word? It not, it's not transfixed, but it, uh, it, uh, it, it, it wasn't political. It was more spiritual. You're right. That's the word that probably describes it best. When I was in the U.S. after 9/11, and on the first anniversary of 9/11, there was that same feeling of tremendous loss, uh, coupled with tremendous determination. Um, Rabbi Shore, you have friends who lost a child at that music festival shouldn't say lost a child the child was murdered at that music festival where the Hamas terrorists engaged in an orgy of murders, rapes and kidnappings how do we address that? yeah um, 
one of the things that I think is not well appreciated in uh, in the world, in Canada and the United States, is just how small Israel is and just how small the Jewish people are. So when this horrific atrocity happened on October 7th, and 1,400 primarily civilians were massacred, tortured, raped, burned to death, it's the equivalent of over 30,000 Americans. It's almost, it's 10 times 9-11 relative to the size of the population, which means it translates into almost everybody here knows somebody who died, who was killed, who was murdered. And I myself, uh, we had a very close family friend of my children who lived on my street. And he was there at the, at the party celebrating life, uh, only to be cut down along with many of his friends. And we went to the funeral and we have mourned and we have learned about the atrocities. Um, and, I, and I think that it, and, and now moving beyond that, when it comes to mobilization for the army, again, it's not like the American or Canadian army. Every, everybody here has a son, a, a daughter, a nephew who has been called up. It, 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 is, it is the economy slows down. People are not on the streets. And everybody has to pitch in to try to make sure that the needs of the soldiers and the needs of the civilians are taken care of. 500,000 people have been displaced from their homes in the north and the south because thousands of missiles continue to be rained down on civilian populations. And, and so it's an, enti- it's an entire mobilization, mobilization of, the, of the country. It's not like, okay, the army, which represents 10% of the people, you don't know anybody, is going in. Here it's an entire people being enveloped on this issue. And uh, on the one hand, it's very scary as a parent and as a friend, but it's also something that the Jewish people have have come to to it with tremendous determination and optimism. You haven't said a word about your own kids, and you you had three children who were in the IDF, and a fourth is about to enter. How's that for a parent now? Well, I can tell you, it uh, you, you lose a lot of sleep, and and um, yeah, as you mentioned, I've had three who've been in, in the IDF, and one is going in in six weeks. Um, it's everybody's it's everybody's experience here, and everybody is losing sleep. One of my friends came up from the the south; they had the opportunity to visit their son, who's been mobilized ten days ago. She told me that she she cried the whole way up. You know they don't know. You don't know. They're, they're, we're expecting them to go in. We know we're going to lose lives, and it is it is incredibly scary. But everybody here is walking around with an understanding that we've waited too long. We've waited too long. We're facing one of the greatest dangers in the world. And it's not just a a danger to Israel, it's a danger to the world. Everybody knows that what starts with the Jews doesn't end with the Jews, as we saw in World War II. And we're facing, really, the the inheritors of Nazism. The Nazis were defeated, and the radical Islamists continued. 
and they have been fighting the Jews for a hundred years. They picked up the mantle, they, the, the baton was passed to them. And we, many of us, when I say we, many in the West thought that the world had become civilized and everybody's on the same page, everybody just wants the same thing, a beautiful, uh, comfortable life and a nice, uh, nice economic situation. But there are still cultures in the world that are not at all in the 21st century and on the same page. And this is a radical Islamist culture that is at our doorstep. And um, although we're all scared that we have children that are facing this problem, at the same time, we know we've made a lot of mistakes in waiting too long to deal with it. As I hear you speak, I realize, and I, I, this happens regularly when I hear somebody speak about, right now, about the crisis in, in Israel and the war with Hamas and the not really knowing what's going to come, but uh, the fear of, of what may happen and intelligent people doing their deductive reasoning because they have the skills and the education and then the knowledge. But I, and then I think about, uh, you know, in this country we live pretty well. We, we live very well. We, you know, what's our biggest, our biggest problem? Well, my phone discharges too fast or... You know, I heard that as a complaint. I mean, I've whined about that recently. It's, there is, there's more. And there's, there, are, there, are, there are moments where you have to stand and fight. You don't have any choice. Well, I suppose you could run, but that wouldn't resolve anything because as an old coach of mine said years ago, if people know you'll run, they'll get their kicks out of chasing you. But uh, now, as you look, as, as a Canadian, born and raised Canadian, Israeli, Canadian now, Canadian-Israeli, rabbi, um, when you look at these international demonstrations where thousands upon thousands of people march in the streets, including the streets of Canada, your homeland, marching, supporting Hamas, and, and much of that support uh, is generated by uh, the university environments in this country— by university professors and students who are out there cheering on Hamas, and, uh, and, and you've seen them. What, what's your reaction to that? I'll ask you that first as a rabbi and father and a citizen of Israel, and then I'll ask you as well as a, as a media person. Yeah, it, uh, that's a great question, Roy. Um, it's horrifying to see. Um, one couldn't imagine after 9-11, that there would be rallies around the world, and especially in American universities, celebrating Al-Qaeda. One, one can't imagine that after Pearl Harbor, there would be Americans and universities and media uh, taking the side of Japan and, and, and calling for a ceasefire immediately. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's astonishing. Uh, but I want to say something positive. I do think, I do think that the, the great majority of well-meaning Canadians and Americans and most of the in the West understand the situation now. Unfortunately, it took 1,400 Jews to be massacred and several thousand to be injured for most people to understand the issue a little bit deeper than they might have in the past regarding who we are facing over here, who is in our midst, the radical Islamists. And 
but I think that majority of the people get it. There is a moment and an opportunity for moral clarity right now. And I think most good people are understanding it and understanding that, that, that around Israel, there, there is a test for, are you going to be on the right side of history or on the wrong side of history? And in, and in that test, um, the universities have definitely failed, especially the elite universities. I have a nephew at NYU. He's scared. They're scared to go out of their dorm rooms as Jews. Um, a friend of mine, his, his daughter, said she didn't leave her room for 10 days. These are, the univer- these are university campuses because everybody is protesting and rallying around genocidal, radical Islamist cause that just massacred and maimed and raped. It is, it is beyond understanding. Universities have failed. Black Lives Matters have failed in this test of moral clarity. The far left has failed. Some of the crazy uh, far left Democrats, Congress people have failed, and much of the media has failed as well. You know, we had the the, the situation with the hospitals, the, the the rocket that fell on the hospital, and immediately the CNN and the New York Times and all the main media immediately came out and spouted Hamas's take on the situation. Hundreds were killed by, by an Israeli rocket. And they put out that word before anybody could even know what was going on. Turns out, and everybody agrees, it was an Islamic rocket that was misfired. And there was probably maybe not even 100 that were killed. But once it became an Islamic rocket, and once it wasn't a Jewish rocket that killed them, nobody cared too much. So there's a deep, deep double standard in the media and in the universities and a deep opportunity for moral clarity. Unfortunately, some of the elites are failing miserably today. And at the same time, I believe that the great majority of good Americans and Canadians are understanding that Israel has the moral high ground here and has every right to defend itself and destroy the enemy in our midst. I look at uh, your media site, your media organization here on YouTube. Um, I look at opendoormedia.org, and that's O-P-E-N-D-O-R media, media for the Jewish future. What's the Jewish future? What is it? How do you see it? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, if you go to... That's our umbrella organization, Open Door Media. And if you go on YouTube, we have a very big uh, YouTube channel. Everything on social media is unpacked, or YouTube channel unpacked, or, or Instagram, and, um, and podcasts. We do a lot to communicate about the, the Jewish and Israel situation and provide a different take on things. The Jewish future is incredibly optimistic. You know, we. Uh, there's a saying here, we, we're an eternal people. We've been around for a long time. When we sit around the Passover Seder, the Jewish people all gather around. We say in every generation, there is another enemy that comes and wants to wipe us out, which is a remarkable thing. And there's no child at the, Seder, the Passover Seder who says, well, I don't get it. Everybody loves us. We're, nobody's trying to wipe us In every generation, someone's trying to wipe us out. This generation, it's Iran and Hamas. And to some degree, the Palestinian Authority, 
And uh, we have many enemies in every generation. Before this, it was the Nazis. Before that, it was the Cossacks and the Russians. And we've been through it all. We've been through it all, and we're still here. And the, and the, the Torah, the Bible, gave, the pl- gave us the plot line. We know the story from the beginning. And the Jewish people are meant to have, have gone through all of history. We've made an incredible impact on human evol- evolution, the ethical evolution of humanity. Much of the greatest spiritual and ethical gifts have come from the Jewish people. Like yep, love your neighbor, and the, and the incredible importance of every single individual life. There's so many principles that have come from the Jews, and we know that the, the plot line has been given. We know what it is, and so we know we're going to be around. We know it's a, it's another nuisance. It's another problem. It's going to hurt. It's going to cost lives. Right. But the Jewish future. To answer your question is very, very beautiful. Rabbi Shor, thank you so much for the time today, and um, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. I hope uh, that we can ask you again. Oh, my pleasure. I would love to. As as a fellow Canadian, uh, I always enjoy speaking to to my countrymen, and I appreciate all the support from, from yourself and your show and from the beautiful Canadians out there who understand the situation and are supporting us today. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.